growing up, my mom, it was just me and my mom, that was it. And she worked retail customer service from the time she graduated high school until she physically could not do it anymore. And growing up, she would always tell me, go to school, get a good job so you don't have to do this. And it's good to be able to say and tell her, I don't have to do this. So it's really good to do that. That was photographer Chris Macias. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco. Every week on this podcast, you'll hear from photographers, journalists, activists, and San Franciscans from all walks of life, telling stories, sharing personal histories, and trying to put into words what makes this city so special. Welcome to episode 46, part two. In part one, Chris talked about moving to San Francisco from Southern California and getting to know the city through the Tenderloin. In this podcast, he goes into depth about his photography and the work he does at SF SFMOMA. Here's Chris. So my own, before, so I went to school for video production all throughout high school. It's like, I want to do documentaries. I want to do all this. Went to school. My degree is in video production. And then up until I graduated in 20... 17, right, 2017, up until that final year, I was like, I want to do documentaries still, but then I kind of fell, I would still do photography, I, I, I still, I, up until that point, I loved it equally, photo and video, I just, at the time, videos seemed more like a better career choice for some reason, <laughs> um, but I've, photography, I've tried everything under the sun, landscape, portrait, fashion, you name it. And I wasn't good <laughs> enough at it to focus on it. But what I fell in love with is just the process of it. And that's kind of why I've focused on shooting Polaroid mostly. Because it's... I'm stealing this line from one of my friends, but no one makes photos anymore. It's like, with Polaroid, I feel like I'm making a photo. As they film 35 and 4x5 and 120, which I do as well on the side, you're kind of making it, but still you shoot it, you develop it, you look at it afterwards. Polaroid, each photo is a one of one, and it's you're making that photo. You have to really spend the time to make sure that's what you want, because once you got it, you can't take it again. That moment's kind of gone. And they're literally framed. Yeah, they're already framed for you, which is nice. <laughs> Um, and I'll get I'll get into it in a second. They're the probably the hardest photography medium to preserve over a long period of time. But what I do beyond taking a photo, and this kind of goes in the whole making a photo thing, it I, I take the photo and you have it, but then I'll later inject it with color dye, with bleach. Like I have a photo right now that's been sitting in a container for the last few weeks that's bleach, whiskey, and expired uh, wet plate collodion chemicals. It's been sitting there just to kind of see what happens. I think when I go home today or maybe tomorrow, open it up, put the mask on, open it up, and see what I get. And that's kind of the whole making the photo thing because you're it's destroying the original, but it's really just kind of make, it's making something new. Because um, I'm not good at illustration or drawing, but I still kind of scratch that itch when I do it. Because I'm like physically 
moving the ink and pressing it and pushing it through. Have you done this already? Do you, have you seen the results? Yeah, I've done. So I just had, well, I had a show uh, in August at Family Room. That was my first solo show. It was all Polaroid stuff. And a lot of it, like the main focus pieces were, I took them, I ran. What I would do is I'd take a photo, get a needle and syringe, and then inject this red color dye, then run it through the camera over and over and over and then push it and kind of spread the chemicals until the image is totally different and you get a whole new image out of it with a different meaning. How do you inject liquids into photographs? So in Polaroid is unique where it's not like a film photo where it's not like a film photo where you're adding chemicals to develop it. The Polaroid, the, that frame that it comes with on the bottom, that white strip holds all the chemicals inside it. So you're taking the photo, it exposes the image, and when it comes out of the camera, those rollers in the camera are pushing the chemicals through. So it's taking that, injecting it, injecting that same pouch with more chemicals, put it through the camera, the rollers again, and it's gonna push the new chemicals through the image and kind of spread it around. Have you, um, have you always been kind of a tinkerer? I would call this tinkering, in, in uh, like artistic tinkering. Right? Uh, yes and no. I was always like hands on and stuff like that. Like my, I guess taking it back a, a ways. My first experience, well, my very first experience doing video on like a bigger scale, apart from like dumb home movies as a kid, was in my high school. We had a thing called our mascot was like a griffin, so it was called Griffin News. It was like a week, like a weekly or bi-weekly video thing like if we kind of the students would put together well everyone was always like wants to be on camera and wants to like dude be all the ideas people I was like I just want to film it I just want to edit it together and put it together and make it look nice I was always super hands-on with it and more of like a gearhead with it and it's kind of similar to that like I like being hands-on that's why like I turn away from digital because I hate editing <laughs> I really just hate it. I can't sit at a computer and just like color correct and do all that stuff. And then even with film, like if I shoot 35 millimeter film, I don't go in and spot clean afterwards like a lot of people do because I just don't want to do it. But I like the physical touch of it. I like to physically go in and do it. Same thing like my 35 millimeter camera that I have, the more buttons and stuff it has on it. Can I, can I, am I allowed to cuss at all or is that again? Please do. Because I'm like, it's part of my nature and I keep fighting it. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> so the more buttons and shit a camera has, the more I'm into it. Like, I, my film cameras that I use, they're full manual cameras. Like, I don't, they don't have like a battery. And like half the time I don't even use a light meter because I don't just want to deal with it. <laughs> so, so I've always been pretty hands-on with it. And like I said, like I like to make the photo I don't like to just take it and just be done with it afterwards I had my Polaroid show in August I've always even before the Polaroid stuff all my photos when I go back all my film shots all my like Instagram stories snapchats whatever are just people around me it's my friends my community it's like kind of what's happening and that's always been my I didn't know it at the time but it's always just been my style is just casual what's happening my people my friend my people people around me I discovered that personally doing Polaroid stuff 
and it was like first I just started I'm just taking photos for whatever reason but then it's like oh wait I'm taking photos of people in my life my friends the places that are we go to don't go to anymore people I don't see anymore stuff like that and it's the community has always been very important to me and that's my main driving force behind my own photos and the stuff I do in the past stuff I'm going to do in the future and it tie and a lot of that is the reason why I like putting on these group shows with artists that I know people that I don't know and I end up meeting and becoming friends with because I do like to kind of promote and push for my own community and highlight them and highlight artists who themselves won't go out and have a show I kind of like to be like hey you should have a show and kind of drag them with me that you're going to go do this and that's how we're going to go and so those two are my main like side passions and hustles cool yeah I was going to say like people like like sharing is is a new thing yeah been going on forever so (laughs) that's what what shows are that's kind of why I turned to Polaroid is like the more popular Instagram and Snapchat and smartphones all that got the more I shied away from digital I'm more in a Polaroid because it's a tactile physical thing like it's like the same thing you can take a thousand photos on your phone but you can only make one Polaroid at a time and a lot of that kind of has to deal with it right Uh, okay do you want to talk about your job at all yeah without sounding too cheesy like I legitimately do love my job the people I work with are great I legitimately enjoy what I do and it's cool seeing because before this every job I had was customer service or retail like I worked at the camera store I went to Sammy's camera for two years which it was it was good I enjoyed it I met a lot of my friends now like some of my best friends I met through working there and like a lot of my people a lot of people that I would do these shows with like if it wasn't for Sammy's I wouldn't do be able to do the gallery shows I wouldn't be able to quote unquote call myself a local curator whatever you want to call it it's because of them it's because at Sammy's we tried to put on our own gallery upstairs and do all that but anyways I did customer service Sammy's before that I was at the aquarium before that I was at the Cal Academy doing ticket sales stuff like that this is the first job I've had where it's not customer service it's not retail and it's it's great to take like a deep, like a full breath. Like I'm, at least for now, knock on wood. Hopefully, don't have to do it again. Done with retail and stuff like that. Because growing up, my mom, it was just me and my mom. That was it, and she worked retail customer service from the time she graduated high school until she physically could not do it anymore. And growing up, she would always tell me, "Go to school." get a good job so you don't have to do this and it's good to be able to say and tell her I don't have to do this so it's really good to do that but with the job like I said it's very it's cool because I'm able to kind of take my love for video and stuff like that and just my enjoyment of like you said tinkering and working hands-on and apply it to a thing else I enjoy and that's like museum and art and culture and it's cool being able to install art and media pieces and do all this hard work and then see it done and see people go in and like enjoy the video 
enjoy the audio, enjoy the whatever. What's exciting at the museum? We get, we're not like a lot of museums like Oakland or like the D. Young, where the majority of the museum is always there and there's like one or two rooms that switch out. We switch out a lot of stuff. Like we have a total of seven floors of artwork and of those seven, uh, I think all except for two or three get switched out. Rotating. Like I know we're switching out like almost three whole floors are being switched around right now, which is cool because it's constantly new stuff. But it's, we have a thing coming up I'm so bad with dates, but I know uh, soft, it's gonna run for a, a while. There's soft power, which I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher how this is played. It, it's a lot of living artists. Some of them are local. There's Presida Eyes is having a mural in there, which is super cool because I know they're like a local mission group. Uh, it's a lot of murals, paintings, video pieces, but they're living, working artists, which is interesting. It's a diff, it's a a good, not a step away in, in a bad way. It's a, a good difference from Warhol and other stuff who have been dead for however many years now. Right. But that show is coming out. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. It's like soft power, and there's all, there's there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah. Jr. I don't know how long it's gonna be up for. I want to say until like February, March, April. I don't know. I'm not sure. So, I think it fits well for you guys and the people who listen to this podcast. Uh, it's, a, it's a big video mural made by JR. Uh, he's a French artist. He went around, I don't know the video, I don't know the science behind it. It was videotaping or photographing motion photos of a ton of people. It's like, it's hard to, it's one of the things you have to kind of go in and see. It's a huge video mural. And it's people who live and work here. It's like the SF. Game Man's Choir, it's Draymond Green's in there somewhere, like throwing a basketball. There's like stuff from Chinatown, Chinese New Year. It's a it's a good feature of the city and people in there. Kind of our theme this season, we're asking folks, what is it about this place? So and this place being San Francisco, not John Collins. What what is it about here? Not John Collins, but San Francisco. Yeah. Um, For you. Why, you know, why are you here? Why are you doing what you do? What, what is it that... I mean... It's tough to answer. I, oh, yeah. I, I, I became an adult here. I was... How old was I when I moved here? I was 19. I was 19 when I... I'm doing the math. Hold on. I was 19 when I moved here in 2013. I'm 25 now. That math adds up, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was 19 when I moved here. I, I became an adult here. I kind of figured out who I was as a person, what I wanted to do. A lot of that is because of the community, of the people that I call my closest and best friends, the people that I see every day. It's the art community, but also like the local coffee shop. It's just, it's in everything. It's like, I don't know, it's hard to explain. It's just kind of like, it's what I've grown to love. It's I became an an adult here, but it's also I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase it. it. It's part of me now. Like I identify. I, it's I don't. It's weird identifying as like a San Franciscan because I'm not from here and I haven't been here for super long. But I I greatly identify with the people, like the struggles that people have here, be it public transit or bigger issues or whatever like I share those 
ideolo- a lot of the f- ideology about philosophy and the way of life and just different things. I really do feel it's just I, I just feel like I'm part of the city. Growing up in LA, through sc- LA, Orange County, whatever. Growing up and going to school, I felt like an odd one out in a way. Like I had friends, I got along with people for the majority, but I didn't feel comfortably at home. I didn't feel comfortable. Is I guess the best way to explain it. Out here, it I, it didn't take me a long time to adjust. I think within the first year of living here, I was like, "Let's go! I'm ready! I'm live here now! Let's just do this!" And I felt I felt comfortable here. That was Chris Macias. Check back next week when we'll hear from Reimagine End of Life Director of Programming and Logistics, Dara Kosberg. Music for the podcast is by Otis McDonald. Film photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. You can find all episodes over on our website, storiedsf.com. And while you're there, please help support what we do by going to our store page and choosing from several different pledge levels. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review the show. And if you have any feedback or potential guests for us, our email is storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.